The, the, the breakdown. The breakdown. Hey everybody, Sean King here, and what you are about to hear is the Momentum Advisor Show from Allen and Tiffany, where you will learn all about financial empowerment, financial decisions. You're going to learn all about financial freedom, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Hello, hello. Yo, yo, yo. We are back again. Yes. We definitely are. Yes. Uh, We're in the house. We're in the house. We're in the building. Remember that show with LL Cool J? Wasn't it called In the House? And Maya Campbell. Yeah, things didn't work out well for her. She was a banger in those days. In those days. And God bless her, wherever she is. Yes. However, it's working out. She had some rough years. Um, But we are here. Yes. We've got things to talk about. It's it's April. Like spring has sprung. I'm excited about it. We keep talking about it. But like temperatures are up. Temperatures rising. Temperatures rising. Yes. I'm also going on vacation. Oh. Yep. Nice. Nice. Now, is that a um, one that you drive to and everything's like nice and safe and serene? Mm, nice and safe and serene. Yes. Just not driving. Okay. All right. Not driving. The listeners need to know where you're headed. No. And if you're being responsible. I'm be- I'm definitely being responsible. This is a responsible vacation for sure. Okay. So we're talking today about bags on bags. Bags on bags? Racks on racks. Racks on- So I love that song. Yes. I don't know if you, you know. Racks on racks? Racks on racks so on racks. Can I just tell you, when, yes. when that song first came out, I thought they were saying, wrench on wrench on wrench. Like, wrench on wrench. Like a wrench? I'm like, what are they like, wrenching? Like, I like this song, no. but what are they doing? Racks on racks on racks. That was yes. that was my song. That was like a club banger. It was. Also, we're talking about compound interest. Yes. In the context of racks on racks on racks. Yes. So we're not actually talking about like racks on racks or bags on bags or bands on bands. It's bands now. Currently mm. in the year 2021, it's not racks, it's bands. What's next? You know, who knows? Who knows? But what we are talking about is compound interest. And the reason why we are relating compound interest to these terms, yes. it is because this is how you acquire, this is how you actually grow racks on racks on racks. Like this is the secret sauce. This is the thing that everybody's looking for. Like how do how do I become a millionaire? Like how do I become a billionaire? So many times people think it's like making the right decision one time or, you know, GameStop or, you know, Working really, really, really hard. Um, sometimes, sometimes that's the reason, but more often than not, it's because of compound interest. Absolutely. Compound interest is one of those building blocks of wealth building that you've got to understand. Yeah. Like if you don't take the time to understand compound interest, you will have a tough time building wealth. Yeah, because the thing is, compound interest actually applies to everybody. If you are operating in this economy, in some way, shape, or form, if you are purchasing things, if you are utilizing your credit, if you are investing your money, if you're doing any of these things, if you're buying a house, if you own a home, whatever is going on, compound interest will apply to you whether you choose to acknowledge it or not. And if you are one of those people who are choosing not to acknowledge it, it's probably not working in your favor. May I quote Albert Einstein for a moment? Sure. Tiffany, may I? Albert Einstein it is. Is that okay? For sure. (laughs) Einstein reportedly once said, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it, earns it. He who doesn't, pays it. Mm. That's a gem. I don't know if he said it or not. I was getting ready to say, who was even there? Who knows if he said that or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our ancestors were probably there working. Um, and maybe they caught it, but maybe, yes. But the concept is powerful. Like you're either going to understand it and benefit from it, or you're not going to understand it and you're going to end up paying it and it's going to destroy your wealth or it could be used to create and build outstanding amounts of wealth. So let's just get to the definition, right? So compound interest makes a sum of money grow at a faster rate than simple interest. Because in addition to earning returns on the money you invest, you also earn returns on those returns at the end of every compounding period, which that could be daily, it could be monthly, 
It could be quarterly or annually. So in other words, it sounds like it's bands on bands or racks on racks because your racks are making racks and then the rack rack is making rack uh, there's rack no, rack. There's no rack racks, first of all. Okay. You don't you don't use it that way. But, but what is happening is the slogan, the saying that everybody likes to say, your money's making money for yes. you. you. Like this is literally compound interest is the way that your money makes money. Your money makes money while you're sleeping. Like this is the way you don't have to do anything. No. You, you you know, once you do the thing, there's something that you have to do. But once you do the thing and we will talk about the things that you can do. But once you do the thing, you just chill. Yeah. And let your money do the work. Racks on racks on racks. You just got to leave it alone. Let it grow. Yeah. One of the big things about investing, we talk about this a ton. Investing is simply the concept of mixing your money with an opportunity and giving it time. There you go. That time is what we're talking about. That's what allows your investments to compound and grow. And again, it's this concept of your money's making money, but then that money's making money. I always give, when I talk to kids and I talk to them about compound interest, I always give a simple example. Imagine you invested $100 and you got a 10% rate of return. Your $100 becomes $110. And in the next year, if you also get 10% returns, you don't get another $10. You actually got $11 because your $10 also got 10%. And again, that's how the compounding starts. It ultimately, if we were graphing this, it looks like one of those exponential type of graphs. Like it's not a straight line of going up. It goes up in multiples. So I like it. So I like to get to the numbers. When we talk about compound interest, I really like to do the calculations. I really need you guys to hear these numbers because yes. I don't think it really hits home until you hear how it works. So first of all, oftentimes people reach out to us at Momentum Advisors to talk about how to invest or their current investments through their retirement account, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes. And so if you are investing, we're going to give you some scenarios, okay, okay, just to start. I like scenarios. I like scenarios. Say you invest $250 a month. Okay, I can do that. Starting at the age of 25, right? Mm. So start, yeah, I know. Okay, We're not right. often that advanced just yet. Somebody that's listening is, right. somebody that's listening is 25 or younger. Or somebody who's listening is going to tell their 25-year-old, mm. okay? So say at the age of 25. Tender age. Right. You start investing $250 a month. Okay. Right? And you invest it in the market or in some way where it can receive you know, 8% annual return. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, how much money would you have by the age of 65? Now let's do the math. $250 a month. That's $3,000 a year. Right. For 40 years, you will have saved $120,000. Yes. That's okay. Right. Saved $120,000. Saved $120,000. But if it's invested, again, the term is invested. If you invested this money on a monthly basis, Due to compound interest, Mm -hmm. you will actually have $878,000 by the age of 65. That is incredible. So that is $750,000 more than what you ever saved. All you actually saved was $120,000. But because you let your money work for you, because you allowed the racks on racks to happen, Mm -hmm. It was allowed to grow due to compound interest to almost a million dollars, $878,000. Now that's if you started doing this at the age of 25. What I love about that example is that that's seven times what you saved. You saved 120K, you end up with almost 880K. That's, That's more than seven times what you saved. And that's the power of compounding. And the big thing that I'd point out you're doing it every month. It's only $3,000 a year, but you're doing it every month and you're letting that money compound and grow. You're not touching it. You're right. not borrowing from it. You're not taking distributions from it. You're just letting it grow. All right. Racks on racks. Now, what if at 25, I'm just not that responsible? Okay. Like I'm I'm just, I'd rather just be down in Miami doing it up, mm-hmm. buying drinks for the crew. Ooh. You know what I mean? Just living my best life. I'm not ready to do all that yet. So say you start at age 35. Mm-hmm. Maybe age 35 is when you're like, listen, I know better. I got to do better. And so if at the age of 35, you start investing $250 a month, mm-hmm. by the age of 65, 30 years later, you will have saved $90,000. That's pretty good. 90000 okay. All right. I'll, okay. I'll take that. You know, Give me my 90000 Sure. But if you had invested that money mm-hmm. due to compound interest... 
you would have $375,000 by the age of 65. So you actually saved 90, but you had four times more if you just invested it. As Alan mentioned, you left it alone. It got an annual return of about 8%, which is not, you know, nothing crazy. You're not doing anything amazing. Four times what you actually put away by the age of 65 due to compound interest. 10 years difference. One started at 25, ended up with almost 900K. The other started 10 years later, wound up with like half that, less than half that. It's literally a difference of a half a million dollars. It's a $500,000 difference by starting 10 years later. So in other words, time is money Mm -hmm. when it comes to compound interest. You've got to understand that as an investor, that time is money. One of the things that I really am troubled by in today's investment world, right? And, and I say today's because folks are focused on short-term. How, I need to make right. triple my money. Overnight. Overnight. And there have been people that have done it. Yes. But we're talking about building wealth over time. And it makes a big difference to give your investments enough time. But I think the other thing to highlight is that like you talk about these instances where people do become wealthy overnight that happens. It's extremely rare. Yes. Right. You have to be at the right place at the right time. You've got to be extremely lucky. But why put yourself in that position? Like it'd be great if that happened. But why put yourself in the position where you will only acquire wealth if you're lucky? If we're telling you the formula, if we're telling you the thing to do, and keep in mind, we're talking about $250 a month. For some people, that might be a stretch. There are other people who are like, I can do that in my sleep. I could do $500 a month. Or even if you could do a little bit more, or maybe you start at $250 and that number grows over time. But what we are saying is there are guaranteed opportunities to accrue wealth. You just got to get down with compound interest. So- our third example. Yeah. Again, maybe 35. 35 was the age where you started having children. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's probably when you maybe you purchased your home. And so you had some big ticket items. You were kind of getting adjusted to having larger expenses, more people in the household. So no, not 35 just yet. Maybe 45. Mm-hmm. Maybe 45 is okay. when you start really getting serious about investing. Get serious. Uh, it, it's my time. Okay. And so you start investing $250 a month. Okay. Right. By the age of 65, 20 years later, mm-hmm. you will have saved $60,000. Yeah, that's not a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to get you I'm, there I'm for that, retirement. I'm glad that I saved it. But yeah, I mean, but you, you know, you save what you would have if you would have invested that money. And thanks to compound interest at an 8% return, you would have $148,000. That's. That's, that's more than two and double. a half times. Yeah, that, that's two and a half good. times what you actually saved. If someone was like, "Listen, if you said, listen, I'm gonna give you sixty thousand, and they're like, cool, I'm gonna give you around a hundred and fifty back," you're like, "Bet." Yeah, we always talking about flipping, right? <laughs> that's Seriously. a flip. It's a long term flip. It's a long term flip. I mean, compound interest is literally the long term flip, and we're using this example of two hundred and fifty dollars to make it simple in these ages. But honestly, like, think about where you are in your current situation. Maybe you're starting late. Maybe this is information you want to pass down to your children so that they can start early. But the opportunity to acquire wealth doesn't require you to have hundreds of thousands of dollars available on hand. We're talking about just one scenario where you got $250 a month, Yeah, $3,000 a year. Let's take this lesson and, and flip it a little bit. Also, what we're saying is that if you start late, you're going to have to save a little more money. True. Right. So in these scenarios, when we talked about the 35 and the 45 year old, you might be like, nah, I want the 878,000 that the 25 year old had. Well, then that just means it's not that it's not possible, but you're going to have to contribute more than $250,000. you are going to have to catch up by putting away more monthly in order to get to that $878,000 at a later age. And I, hopefully this information helps a lot of people who are often like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to retire. You know what I mean? Like I haven't done a lot of the right things. I hear other people talking about things that they've done and I know I haven't done those things. How am I going to be able to retire? We're talking to you right now about how you're going to be able to retire and just examples of some of the things you need to do. The reason why I like to share these numbers is to really give a definitive answer around options that you have to acquire wealth and to prepare for retirement. Absolutely. And on that example of needing to just save more, so let's say that 35-year-old still wants to get to that $880,000 by age 65, 
got to save a little more. Guess how much you have to save. Tay, how much would you guess? How much you got to save? Instead of $250 a month, what would you need to save if you wait 10 years later? Mm, I'm going to say maybe you need to invest $600 a month. Yo, you're good. <laughs> you did that in your head? I did. $645 per month. Okay. So you've got to more than double what you're saving every month if you're giving yourself 10 years less. In that example. Right. Because you are losing the time. Like the most valuable thing in this equation is the time. You're losing the time where that compound interest, where that money is working on your behalf. So you got to invest more if you're going to wait longer to get started on the process to acquiring wealth. Now, again, like that $640, it might be super hard for you to pull off, but at least you have a number. At least you have a goal to work towards to know what you need to do to get to a really stable and comfortable place for yourself. And you know what? Someone's asking us, well, how do you get 8%? Well, guess what the stock market has given on average over the last 20 years? About 8%. About 8%. Now, I'm not saying put all your money in stocks. We're definitely not saying that. But we are saying that these numbers are realistic, that they can be achieved and they have been achieved by folks who've had the patience yeah. to stay invested for long periods of time. And we're also not saying like you've got to do all of this on your own, right? Like I think one of the things that we hope you guys get from listening to us on a regular basis, there is help out there. Like it can be the Momentum Advisors if you want to reach out, momentum-advisors.com. But it can be any financial advisor that you're comfortable with. There are people out there whose job it is to help you achieve the returns that you want and reach these numbers. It's not all on you. The help really, really is out there. You just got to be willing to do your part. And we want you to go to a fiduciary. I will say that. Yeah. But yes, we definitely it's want out you, there. Yeah. Fiduciary for sure. Matter of fact, let's go to break and then we come back. Let's just remind them what a fiduciary is. Love it. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. you so much for listening to the Momentum Advisors show. This is Sean King, founder and CEO of the North Star. If you want to hear more shows like this featuring black and brown voices on the most important issues of the day, head over right now to the northstar.com to discover all the podcasts we have to offer. We have over 500 different episodes from six different podcast series and they're all great. Check them out. So we are back. Yes. You're talking about racks on racks on racks. Yes. Bags on bags on bags. Where the money resides. Where the money resides, (laughs) for sure. Um, Bands on bands on bands. But we are talking about how to really grow your money, how to make your money work for you, how to make your money work, how to make your money grow overnight, how to really acquire wealth. We're giving you the actual numbers. This is not theories. This is not an esoteric, you know, just do the right thing and they will all come to you. Like, nope, here are the numbers. This is what you need to do at this age to get it to where you want it to be. Well, you said racks on racks and bands on bands. Bands on bands. We used to just say cheddar. That's what, that's what we wanted with that the was cheddar. A, that was, you just wanted that cheese. Yeah. That, I'm a little, you know, I'm from a, a simpler time. Yeah. I grew up in the, you know, 80s and 90s. Okay. We wanted cheddar, but we go on. Cheddar. Go on. Yeah. No, the current generation, we want bands. Okay. Okay. And um, the bag. Y'all we want to secure ba- the bag. Okay. And as you also mentioned, we want to be where the money resides. Yeah. And compound interest is where the money resides. Yeah. It's, it, Period. It absolutely that's, that's is. That's it. Like, I you love know? that YouTube video of where the money resides. I listen to that thing all the time. That's a real, like, we're so creative as a people. Yes. We come up with so many things that we just give away. Absolutely. And but that's one of them. These are the things that we need to come up with. How are we going to find this $250 or the $640 or whatever it is? You yeah. know what I mean? And maybe $878,000 isn't your number. Maybe you're like, listen, I need more than that. I want to be a millionaire. So many people want to be a millionaire and that's fine. That means again, this is how you get there. You got to tweak the numbers. You got to figure out the monthly number that you are able to invest. And you actually, as Alan mentioned, it's not just investing it, right? Like it's not just putting it in a place where it is able to make money. You then have to do the very arduous task of leaving it alone. 
we might be creative as a people, but we are not good at leaving things alone. Yeah, we, we need to get better. Before the break, we talked about fiduciaries. Fiduciaries. And if you're going to go to a financial advisor, it's the single, if you could only ask one question, ask if they're a fiduciary. That's a yes or no question. If you get a long paragraph, if you get a dissertation after right, that, right. then the answer is probably no. Like yeah. if, if you get a basically more or less pretty much, that then that's probably at that, heart. That's I'm a fiduciary a no. at heart. I do my best. Yes. Like that that's not it. This concept of fiduciary simply means that the financial advisor is required by law to act in your best interest. And most financial advisors are not fiduciaries. Yeah, because and you, you might wonder, well, why wouldn't you want to be a fiduciary? You are able to make more money, take commissions, take additional fees, also things known as loads, if you are not a fiduciary. Commissions is yeah, another so word for it. You actually get more racks yeah. if you are not a fiduciary. And that's at your expense. And that's, yes. that's one of the things that, that we hate. We hate to see clients who are good at saving Turn their money over to an advisor who's not a fiduciary, who's earning racks on racks and fees on fees on fees. Yeah, of your money. Because that's money that's being detracted from your wealth building scenario. Not to say that you shouldn't pay a fee at all. Right. Just saying that it should not be excessive. And a lot of times, non-fiduciary advisors are in a situation where they're getting paid on your investments. And sometimes it's a little bit more than it needs to be. Okay. So let's talk about the difference between compound interest and simple interest. Yeah. Because there's, there's some simple interest out there. Basic. Basic. <laughs> basic ass interest. Um, so when you make a payment on a simple interest loan, the payment first goes towards the month's interest. So it covers the interest for that month. And then the remainder goes towards the principal. So each month, the interest is paid off in full. So it never accrues. Versus with compound interest... That payment goes towards some of the interest, but some of the interest just adds on back to the loan. So not only is the principal growing, but the interest on interest is growing. Somebody needs a song called, somebody needs to do a song called interest on interest on interest. And where the interest resides. And where the interest resides, (laughs) because it might be in your bank account. So let me give you a quick example of simple interest versus compound interest. So if you have a home equity line of credit and that's an interest only loan, That would be an example of simple interest, meaning like you have to pay just the interest every month. And as long as you're paying the interest, the principal's not growing. Like when I owned my last home, I had a home equity loan that I I completely abused. I used it for non-home purposes. I tricked out on that money and I paid a little bit in interest and thankfully the debt did not grow. But that's a perfect example of a simple interest loan. A compound interest loan would be your credit card. Your car. Your car note, your your mortgage. Like these are debts where if you make a small payment, that debt is actually growing. Yeah. So for instance, we all know for mortgages, you might have bought your house for $350,000, but 30 years later, you probably have paid double that yeah. to pay the house off. Like it's not that the house got better. It's just that compound interest was at play. Yeah, it's working against you. And so when we talk about like compound interest is happening in your life, whether you choose to take a part of it or not, we talked about earlier, we talked about investing and how compound interest works in your favor. The way that it works against you is in these instances that Alan talked about, especially with credit cards. With credit cards, they are making that that money that we talked about, that eight hundred and $78,000, that money that we talked about earlier that, that you can grow by investing it, these credit card companies are investing in you. Yeah, they are. They, really they are. are getting wealthy off of you. And they are not charging 8%. No, they're not charging at all. 28%, 38%. Like they're charging rates that are double or triple the rate that you're going to get as an investor in the stock market or in your 401k. Yeah. So you are definitely where the money resides for these creditors. Going back to Einstein, you either understand it and profit from it, or you don't understand it and it's used against you. If you're a borrower, that money is compounding in the destruction of your wealth. Right. And if you are a investor, that money is growing to your benefit. But let's talk about different ways that we could put this to work. I think we've talked about like saving and investing, right? Now, first of all, investing is not the same thing as putting it in the bank and just letting it sit. Like saving and investing are two totally different things. And if you heard our episode last week about inflation, then you know just letting money sit means that it is depreciating over time. Yeah. Right? And so one of the other major benefits of investing is to beat out inflation mm-hmm. while also letting compound interest do its thing. But 
if you do decide to save your money, we want you to then invest it. That's the biggest opportunity for you to benefit from compound interest. This is how people become millionaires. Like you might have some neighbors, you might have some people that your kids go to school with. And you're like, listen, they don't really do that much. They got regular ass jobs, ain't all that smart. Where did they get all this money from? How do they have all this money? Oftentimes it's because either they invested and took advantage of compound interest or someone in their family invested and took advantage of compound interest. Yeah, and one issue that we're having right now in today's marketplace is that interest rates are really low. Super low. So if all you're doing is saving your money and you're putting it in a bank, you're not, it's hard for that money to compound really. Because we gave the earlier example of 8%. In today's interest rate environment, you're lucky to get a half a percent in a savings account. In fact, many savings accounts are paying half that. They're paying a quarter of a percent per year. Like it will compound but at a really, really low rate. Yeah, it ain't gonna be racks on racks on racks. It might be right. Yeah, it's it's, it's, gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be light. You, it, It's not gonna be anything really special for you. But again, like it's there. It's the beginner option if that's what you're most comfortable with. Maybe you're not comfortable with investing. I don't know. But what I'd say is that if your goal is to be that millionaire that we talked about and you're only compounding at a rate of a half a percent, you'll still get to a million, but now you've got to save a lot more money. Yeah. Right? Because in that earlier example, most of the $880,000 that you that you wound up with was not money that you saved. Most most of it was money that was compounded through the investments or through the growth. And yeah. so if you are in savings only, if you're super risk averse, I'm worried about everything. I'm, I think the sky is falling. Investments are too risky. You've got to save a lot more money. Yeah. I will tell you, this is going to sound insane, but if you put $1,000 in your savings account, versus investing $1,000, the invested money earns almost 20,000% more than the money that was just sitting in the savings account. Wow. Do you want to miss out on a 20,000% return? I I want 20,000%. Like, I I would like 20,000%. Yeah. Right. So the thing is, if you are, as Alan mentioned, risk averse, hopefully listening to this podcast will get you comfortable with investing. Also understanding that there are a variety of ways to invest. You don't have to, as Alan mentioned, you don't have to put everything in stocks. If you are working with a professional or a financial advisor, they will invest based on your risk tolerance, based on how comfortable you are. If you're not very comfortable, there are still investment opportunities that are out there for you. So please don't just be black and white, like just now nah, I'm not doing it. You got to do it but you can do it your way. Absolutely. So let's talk about investing now. Okay. One of the simplest yet sexiest Sexiest. investments that everybody should be participating in is their 401k at work, whether 403b plan or 457 plan or any plan that allows you to put your own money away towards retirement. Because going back to the examples we used earlier of putting away only $250 a month and it turning into almost $880,000, you're compounding in those 401ks. Mm-hmm. You're in a mix of investments that we hope will get you a six, seven, maybe even 8% rate of return over time. And so the 401k, part of its sex appeal okay. is the notion that it's a vehicle for compounding. It's also a vehicle that penalizes you if you take the money out early because they really want you to benefit from that compounding over time. Okay. Facts, right? So retirement savings is sexy. We got to rebrand it. I think it's it. so sexy. Now, what if you're like, Man. listen, I, I'm not... I'm not consistent. Y'all not going to get $250 out of me every month. Like some months is different than others. Some months I got to do a little bit more. Some months I got to do a little bit less. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe you're not that person. Maybe you're like, listen, I got this I got this money right now. I got a lump sum of money right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just tell me what to do with this right here. Don't, this. don't, yeah, don't worry about my next paycheck. Just yeah. let's just do this right here. Let's give a couple examples. If you've got $10,000, okay. right? You got to right. just flat $10,000 and you're 35 years old and you decide to invest this $10,000, but you're not putting nothing else on it after that. Like, this is it. I'm walking away. $10,000, I'm going to invest it. I'm out. Let's use 7% this time. 7% return. Not even the 8% that we talked about earlier, a 7% return. You invest $10,000 at the age of 35 and I'm not adding anything else to it after that. By the time you are 65 years old, it will be $76,000. Wait, 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 wait. You invest 10K. Mm-hmm. Walked away from it. Just let it, just just let it sit it. there. Forgot it. Forgot it. You invested it and forgot it. When you come back at the age of 65. $76,000. $76,000. Are you kidding? Now, 
Yeah, like to me, that's a big deal. You got $66,000 by not doing anything. Yeah, I know how to do nothing very well. Very, very well. I am good at doing nothing. Very, very well. So let's just think about it this way, right? Like for people who are like, I'm not very consistent, but I got more than 10,000. Yeah. Maybe you got 50,000. Maybe you sold your home, got a little... Okay. Got a little extra profit on the side. Yeah, what should I do with this? this Some is sort sitting, of settlement. It's just sitting in my just account. sitting in my account. It's doing nothing. And let's assume you've got an emergency fund. Yes, you, you've got all That's the other foundational the things that you're supposed to have. But you got $50,000 to invest one time, and you go ahead and invest it at age 35. Mm-hmm. When you come back at the age of 65. 30 years. 30 years. You have $380,000. $50,000 turned into $380,000. By you just sitting there and leaving it alone. That's more than seven and a half times what you put in. Okay. That's racks on racks. That's racks on That's racks. That's compound interest. You've got to understand how compound interest works over time as an investor. Yeah. I'm getting excited over here. Okay. Tiffany. So no, not at 35. Listen, 35, I'm still out here. Uh, still got I'm in them too. streets. I I'm belong the street. to the streets. You know what I mean? And and the streets are doing me well. So maybe you do, maybe at 45, maybe you've got this $10,000 at the age of 45. Okay. And you're like, I'm going to invest it now. I'm just going to invest it and I'm going to walk away from it. Okay. I'll, I'll monitor it, but I'm not going to take it out. I'm not going to make any rash decisions at any point in time. Mm-hmm. By the age of 65, 20 years later, you'll have $38,000. That's pretty good. I mean, $28,000 by just letting it be invested. I don't think anything's wrong with that. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I like I like, I like, like an extra $28,000 for no reason at all whatsoever, except that I'm disciplined enough to leave things alone. But using that same example, if you're age 45 and you want to invest 50000 for 20 years, okay, in 20 years, it'll be worth almost two hundred k. Now that, that sounds a little bit better. Two hundred k, you could do something with I that. I could do something with two hundred k. Like again, the reason why we're using so many numbers, the reason why we're going through these examples and case studies, is because so many people reach out and they're like, "How am I going to be able to retire? Give me the plan and I'll do it." Or I'm starting super late. I don't know what to do. I make a high salary now, but I don't know where to get started. I don't know how I got to make this happen. I don't know what my numbers are. Here are the numbers. Yeah, these are the numbers. Now again, maybe maybe you did not do this. Maybe you don't have ten thousand dollars to invest until you're fifty five years old. Mm. Fifty five years old. It's a little late, but it's not, not too late. Little Memphis Bleak out here <laughs> at this point. And again, this is where we're trying to show you that time really does matter. If you invest ten thousand dollars at the age of fifty five, ten years later, due to compound interest, you will have nineteen thousand dollars. You so doubled your money. You doubled your money. And by the way, if you put this in a savings account, you might have an extra $1,000. Right. But things will be more expensive. So that $1,000 won't even matter at that point. But again, like you'll have $19,000. The difference is, again, if you did this at 35, you got an extra $66,000 versus doing it at age 55, where you got like an extra $10,000. All of these numbers matter. All these numbers are important. We are just trying to give you an understanding of the metrics of how these numbers work, how compound interest really does offer meaningful wealth over time. Time is money. That's the thing that you have to understand as an investor. All right. Put your money in, let it alone. I'm about to I'm about to double it up. We got to make it just a little bit more complex. I mean, we just have to turn it up a notch just a little bit. Uh-oh. Okay? Am, just I'm just scared. a little bit. I am concerned. So that people really get it. So now you're back at age 35, you got your 10,000. You invest the 10,000 at age 35. You invest $10,000 with an annual return of about 7%, but you also contribute $500 a month. You add an additional $500 a month to that original $10,000 investment at the age of 35. By the age of 65, 30 years later, so $10,000 at the age of 35, then I continue to contribute an additional $500 a month. Okay. All right. So you will have saved $190,000. That's quite good. That's quite good. savings. Quite good. That's good job. A good damn job, right? That's off to you. That's, that's your $500 a month for 30 years plus that $10,000. Here's to you, kid. Here's to you. But what you will actually have in your account due to compound interest, $691,000. Pull the car over. You got a half a million dollars extra Due to compound interest. Shut the front door. Shut the front door. 
So again, for those people who are like, listen, I didn't start investing. I didn't start saving for retirement at age 25, but I'm in my 30s now. Tell me what I got to do. Here's an example of something that you could do. Yeah. And we as financial planners and advisors, all we do is this math. Like it's just a simple financial calculation that we're doing. But again, it's the notion of compound interest being included. And over time, if you can invest consistently, you're going to grow your money in some cases by like in that example, that was more than three times your money. Easily. Easily. Now, say you started at 45, you got your $10,000 at the age of 45, and then you're contributing an extra $500 a month Mm -hmm. until age 65. So 20 years later, you will have saved $130,000. But due to compound interest, because it's invested, you will actually have over $300,000. I love it. That's an extra $170,000. Another example. And again, you're earning a 7% rate of interest. Right. But your interest or your your gain is more than what you put in. For sure. And That's so racks on racks. These are our people who are really thinking about retirement at some point. You're concerned. Maybe you haven't done some of the right things. Maybe you don't have a plan. You should be writing this down and thinking through your plan. Even for our people who are like, listen, I got a pension. I'm going to get a really good pension, but I'm going to need a little extra on it to really live the way I want to live, to travel the way I want to travel, to do the things I want to do for my children and everything else. This could be that little extra on it. I love it. Okay. Last scenario. Last scenario. You're 55. Okay. Okay. Miss Shirley is like, listen, I am now going to buckle down and get serious about investing. I got this $10,000 at age 55. I'm going to invest. And then I'm going to invest an additional $500 a month for the next 10 years. Right? Good for you, Miss Shirley. Go ahead, Miss Shirley. We're proud of you. We're proud that you're finally getting on board. You actually saved seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars, but you will end up having, by the age of sixty-five, one hundred and six thousand dollars. So that's an additional thirty-six thousand dollars. Yeah, that's, that's better meaningful. than being. It's better than being poked in the eye. Uh, all these things are better than being poked in the eye. But the thing that you have to hear, the thing that we are saying to you, time plus regular contributions, that's wealth. It really is. That's, that's wealth. And again, we're, we've never, in none of these scenarios said you got to put away $2,500 a month. No. You got to, the most we've said thus far is $500 a month. And we're not saying that that's easy, but if you can get there, it's very, very meaningful. If you can't, maybe it's $250. Maybe it's $200 today and in a couple of years after some promotions and some budgeting, maybe it's $400 a month. But whatever it is, we're trying to show you that this is what gets you to wealth. If you're not going to invent the next face face chat, you know what I mean? Like Snapbook, then this might be a way. What about Insta Twitter? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if this is not, if you're not going to hit the jackpot in Silicon Valley or you don't got the new next thing, this is it. And maybe you're just, again, a hardworking person that makes a consistent salary and you know how to do the right thing. This is the right thing. This is it right here. This is the get rich quick. This is flipping. Yeah. I want to flip something. Teach me how to flip. We're going to have to flip this compound interest into some hundreds of thousands of dollars. I love it. So stick with us. We're going to continue to talk about compound interest and ways to use it to your advantage. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. It's the pathway to Hi, this is Ghani Rose, Chief Content Editor here at The North Star, encouraging you to check out thenorthstar.com every day for insightful, engaging commentary on the stories that impact our culture. The writers at The North Star make it our mission to advocate, mobilize, agitate, and disrupt in the name of creating liberation-centered content. We unapologetically center the narratives of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people. We understand that you can get news from anywhere, so we are more interested in offering perspective that speaks to the experiences of our audience. We write freely and with freedom on our minds. We invite you to indulge in our daily editorials and engage in the dialogue that will change the world. We are back. Yes. We are literally telling you how to get racks on racks on racks. We're telling you where the money resides. We're telling you how to secure the bag. Yeah. And you don't really have to do shit. How to get some chips. I mean, just Some, some cheddar, some just guac. Guac or guap? 
because they are not interchangeable. <laughs> I guap. Just, okay. with, with a P, guap. guap. Okay, sure. I said chips, so then guac came out naturally but, after. Yeah. I, I'm, it I'm doesn't hungry. Apply. I'm hungry. Do you even eat guacamole? I don't. But I was, yeah. I like the chips. I'll order chips and guac and I will kill the chips. But not the guac. Either yeah. way, guac is not the same as guap. So G U A C. Yeah. Right? You don't that want... is a side condiment yeah. based avocado based dish. Yeah. Guap <laughs> is money. Okay. What is guap short for? It doesn't, or... It's it's not. It's, it's just its own it's thing. It's long for money. It's okay. just money. All right. It's just guap. So you get guap. Yeah. Well, we used to just get cheddar and chips and cheese. Sometimes, so. depending on like your preferred genre, subgenre of rap, like you might speak Guapanese. I mean, like we're speaking Guapanese right now because mm. we're talking about money. Wow. Okay. That, that I like that. Yeah. it's yeah. We're multilingual right now. Uh, yeah. We're speaking that Guapanese. Yeah. Again, I don't know if this applies to like West Coast. I don't think they were saying this on the West Coast, <laughs> but on the East Coast, we were definitely saying this. Yeah. I, I, I've never said that okay. before. But Either way, it it's fine. We are talking about compound interest, yes. how to really, really make money. We're telling you where the money resides for Over t- everybody. Over time. Yeah, you don't have to be special. You don't have to know too many people. You don't got to tell everybody. Like, this is the thing that is available to everybody, right? This is the thing that we all need to know about, but most of us don't. And it's not really our fault, but we are trying to write that wrong. But you got to actually get it right. Yeah. Today's show is like a companion for last week. Is it? Companion. Okay. Last week was... Inflation. Inflation. We talked about how your money is being stolen from you over time. The thief in the night. And now we're talking about how to fight it. Yeah. Investing. Yeah. How to not only fight inflation, but to really get that guap. There was another companion that we we shared earlier in our podcast series. Okay. Our episode on Investing 101. Because we was gave, a long time ago. I know, but we gave examples of some investments and how to get started as an investor. And we talked about the 401k and the stock market at a high level. So yeah. I'd say pair these episodes together. Long story short, listen to all our episodes to get it together. Yeah, I, I would suggest that. Okay. For maximum results. So there's a cool little trick in case you don't understand how to run the math that we just ran. Right. Like all you really need is a financial calculator, but... You might not need to go out and buy one after I explain this little trick. So the rule of 72. The rule of 72 simply describes how much time does it take for my money to double? Okay. So for example, so it's a mathematical formula where 72 is in the numerator. It's at the top or bottom. People need to know. Numer- I know what that oh, means, but numerator at the top. Okay. <laughs> and for those who don't know, that's the, the, top. the trick the, the is top one. Uh, denominator, it's D for down. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's if you remember you, D you for go, down, yeah, you're straight. If you remember straight. D for down for denominator, okay. numerator is the other one. So in the rule of 72, the up one is 72. Okay. The down one, the denominator is your interest rate. Okay. Okay. So in the example of seven years, go 72 divided by seven. That means it'll take about 10.2 years for your money to double. So this rule of 72 is simply the math equation for how long does it take for my money to double Assuming I get a particular interest rate. That's exactly right. Okay. So little rule of thumb, if you're getting a 7% rate of return, on average, your money's doubling just about every 10 years. Okay. Right? Make this sounds like a plan. Rule of 72. Rule of 72. If you don't have a financial calculator, write that rule down. Matter of fact, we'll tweet that out. Okay. Rule of 72. Yes. So we should talk some more ways about how to make this compound interest work for you and not against you. For sure. Let's start with against you. Yeah. So one of the ways that compound interest is working against you, as we talked about, is when it comes to your credit, right? If you can improve your credit score, that means you will get better interest rates, Yeah. right? And so therefore, you are paying less compound interest. That's the basic understanding of it. So here's an example. Say you want to buy a house for $300,000, Okay. right? right. You got 20% down. That's, mm-hmm. that's good. I did pretty good. Right. And a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. For $240,000, right? You had $60,000 down. That leaves you with $240,000 on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. And your credit is the bomb. Your credit is fire. 780 credit score, right? So with that credit score, say that gets you an interest rate of 3.87%. It's a little high. It's a little high for right now. You know what I mean? But just just hear us out. We'll go with you. $240,000 mortgage, 30-year fixed rate of 3.87%. Your mortgage payments, without accounting for taxes, I don't know where y'all live, insurance, all those other things, would be $1,129 a month. Okay. 
right. That's that's sweet, right? I can afford that. I can afford that. On my right? salary. You know, I'm doing all right. We got two incomes. Now let's use a scenario where your credit's not really all that popping. Yeah. Right? Say not, you're not as good. Say your credit score is in the mid six hundreds, right? Which is considered fair. It still qualifies. You can still get the mortgage, but they're gonna get more out of you, right? So same situation. $240,000 mortgage mm-hmm. at an interest rate of... Five and a half percent. Five and a half percent. Because, you know, you need to... You made some decisions in the past we're not really sure about. We're going to give you the mortgage, but you're going to pay for it. Now, your mortgage payment is... thirteen seventy six. So that's an additional $200 plus dollars a month, right? And that's easily now an additional $2,400 a year. You know what's crazy? It's an additional $247 a month. Mm. We gave the example earlier of $250 a right. month being All you, saved. There you go, right? Over 30 years. Your credit score is stealing your $250 Lord, you just made it a pl- month. You just made it plain. Okay. But now, again, you're paying this extra $247 a month. You're like, listen, it's not that big of a deal. But over 30 years, yeah. that's damn near $90,000. Yeah. And using the examples we gave earlier where we said we're earning 8% interest right. and we invest for 30 years, that two fifty dollars a month, that small difference adds up to $375,000 of wealth that you could have had if that money was invested. This is what we're saying, right? This is how compound interest is working in your life, whether you choose to accept it or get involved or not. Your credit score could be forcing you to pay an extra $250 a month on your mortgage payment. And you can swing it. Right. You can afford it. But we gave the example earlier of how if you can invest and earn an 8% rate of interest, that $250 a month that you save- Over 30 years. Will be worth $375,000 one day. Right. Now, that's money that would go to your heirs. It would go to you in retirement. That's your wealth. That's your money. And it's working against you. Right. And so you're just paying more when you actually could be making a lot more. The compound interest is going to happen. Like the formula is going to happen. It is either going to be taking money out of your account Mm -hmm. or putting money in your account. And as Alan mentioned, you may be like, listen, that's not that big of a deal for me. I got it. You know, my salary supports it. It's, you know, I just want to get this house. I ain't really worried about all that. As long as I can afford it, I ain't tripping. But wouldn't it be great if you could not only afford it, but be acquiring wealth at the same exact time? Lord. And all of it's fairly easy for you. Like those couple of hundred dollars a month that's being stolen from whatever it is, that's being stolen from wherever, especially if it's due to a poor credit score, that's your investment money. That's the money that's supposed to be invested. So if you improve your credit score, you are now eligible for lower interest rates. You will be able to make lower payments on borrowed money. And some of that extra money needs to go towards your investments. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. So. It's hurting you. Bad credit is is making compound interest work against you. Yeah, it's not just like my credit's so bad I can't get the car loan. Like even in the scenarios where you could get the loan, but you just have to pay a little bit more. And so many of us oftentimes are okay with that. They're like, listen, I'm just glad I got it. I just got to be able to get to and from work. I just got to be able to get us in this house. Whatever the case is, we're just glad that we got it. And we figure out, we'll figure out how to make the payments on debt, on borrowed money, right? But we won't figure out how to get the money for our investments. We won't figure out how to get our credit score up so that we can get the same things for less borrowed money. And then we can also put money towards our wealth creation. Yeah. So let's talk about high interest debt for a minute. Okay. We've been using examples of investments and we've used seven to 8% rates of return, but let's talk about high interest debt. It's not unusual for a credit card to have a 20% rate of interest. Not at all. Let's talk about the wealth that's being created for the credit card company. So imagine you had a $10,000 balance. Okay. Okay. And imagine it takes you 20 years to pay off this credit card. Mm, so I'm just just making the payments to get by. Yeah. Okay. Just, just, just trying to get by. Just trying and to imagine get by. it takes you 20 years and the interest rate is 20%. Damn. Okay. Mm. Over the course of those 20 years, you will have paid over $300,000. For $10,000. Yeah. Like do like that's the thing that you need to hear at the time. It may be like I really need to use this card. This is such an important payment. I really got to do it. It's just I don't have a choice. But just know when you're making these minimum payments on high interest debt, you are not paying double, triple. So literally a ten thousand dollar balance with you making the minimum payment and paying it off, you know, in twenty years, 
you have paid an extra $290,000 to the creditor. You have acquired wealth for the creditor. Like, we just want you to get an understanding of how it is working against you and how you can fight it working against you by avoiding these things, paying these things down, getting rid of these things. And so it's funny, so many people are often reaching out to us and saying, I want to pay off my student loan debt. Like, your interest rate is super low. Like, that's not the thing that you really need to be worried about. That's not the thing that's really stealing your joy, that's really stealing your wealth. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely stealing our sanity. And those student loan payments could be high. So I definitely get you on that. But like the thief, like the thief in the night are these high interest loans. Yeah. Like that, that's where you're going to be paying multiples on multiples, racks on racks on racks, and just paying back that original kind of small principle. At the end of the day, in order to build wealth, you've got to make sure that your investments are growing at a faster interest rate than the cost of your debt. So if you if you have a mortgage at 3%, but your investments are making 7 or 8%, you're growing your wealth. Conversely, if you're earning 7 or 8% on your investments, but your credit card is at 20%, there's wealth being destroyed. Like you're losing money every year. Sadly, if you've got savings on one hand, earning a half a percent, and you've got credit cards on the other hand, where you're paying out 20%, that's a, that's a tremendous amount of wealth that's being destroyed. So again, we hope that we've broken it down well enough where you understand this notion of compound interest and how over time it can be used to create an incredible amount of wealth or it can be used to take away and destroy your wealth. So we'll be back next week. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. Hit us up on Twitter at Momentum Advice. Tell us what you think about the episode. Also hit us up on Momentum-Advisors if you want us to take a look at your personal portfolio Also, the last thing, the thing that we love, we love being a part of the North Star family. Please go to the website, become a member, contribute, like help this mission. It's not just about Momentum Advisors. We are a part of a family. There's so much great content that's being put out there. Um, So support. And we'll be back. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. Momentum.